بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء ومرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وسابه أجمعين من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Now we continue this series on bid'ah and the groups of innovation. And the last time that we met, we mentioned the sect Shia, Shia. And we read from the book of Sheikh Muhammad Amman al-Jami, rahimahullah, the book Al-Aqidah al-Islamiyya wa Tarikhiha. The Aqidah of Islam and its history. And the Shaykh, he mentioned in that book the origins of the Shia, the origins of the sect known as a Shia. We know that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in a well known hadith, authentic hadith, that is found in the 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi, rahimahullah, where the Messenger gave an admonishment to the companions that made their eyes tearful and their hearts fearful. And in that hadith he said, فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ يَعِيشْ مِنْكُمْ فَسَيَرَى إِخْتِلَافٍ كَثِيرًا Whenever she says, بَعْدِي said, those who live long, you will see many differences. فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي So stick to my sunnah. وَسُرُثُ خُلَفَى رَشِدِينَ مَحْدِينِينَ in the Sunnah of the Khulafa Rashidin Mahdiin, which of course are the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we know that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in the hadith of Sound al-Bukhari when he said, خَيْرُ النَّاسِ قُرْنِي ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يُلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يُلُونَهُمْ The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said that the best of generations are my generation, يعني, meaning the companions. ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يُلُونَهُمْ That those who come after them, meaning the tabi'een. ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يُلُونَهُمْ Then those who come after them, meaning adwa'a tabi'een. So the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he warned us that there will come differences in this ummah. <coughs> there will arise differences. And we know that Ahl Sunnati wa Jama'ah, the Salafiyun, that they, they are one in the Aqidah. They are one in the Aqidah. Although they made different issues of fiqh, but it, their Aqidah and their Minhaj, as we've seen from the earlier scholars who preceded us, how they were part of different uh, fiqh, but yet the Aqidah was one. Also, we mentioned the previous hadith when the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that the Christians broke, the Jews broke into 71 sects. And the Christians broke into 72 sects. And his ummah will break into 73 sects. كُلْهُ فِي النَّارِ إِلَّا Excuse me. All of them are in the fire except one. Except one. And when asked who they were, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that those who were upon what he was upon and his companions that day. So, just a recap, we're going to mention what Sheikh Muhammad al-Man al-Jami mentioned in relation to the Shia sect. 
And then today, inshallah, we're going to go into breaking down the Shia. Breaking them down into three divisions. Three divisions. And within, within those divisions, there are many different factions. Once again, inshallah, we're going to take a recap from last week and mention briefly with Sheikh Muhammad Amman al-Jami, rahimahullah, what he mentioned in relation to the Shia and their origin. And then we're going to take a look at the three different divisions of the Shia sect and break it down, inshallah. So, as you mentioned, the Shaykh Muhammad Amman al-Jami, rahimahullah, he said that from the Farq al-Lati dhaharat fi awakhir ayyam al-Sahaba wa fi ahd al-Imam Ali bil-Tahdeed wa lati bada'at غُلُوحَ بِحَبَّ عَلِيِّ إِبْنَ عَبِي طَالِبْ فَتَشِيعُ لَهُ إِلَى حَدِ الْمَبَالِغَ He said that the, the sect that in which manifested themselves in the later days of the companions <coughs> excuse me, in the later days of the companions and in the time of Ali ibn Abi Talib may Allah be pleased with him specifically that in which begin the extremism is the group of the Shia. The Shia. And he said to the point when they actually, some of them, made Ali ibn Abi Talib into a deity. And they worshipped him. And he said, which led Ali to burning a group from them in fire, in the fire. So, this group, the Shia, <coughs> excuse me, as the Shaykh he mentioned, they started to appear during the later time of the Sahaba, more specifically in the time of Ali ibn Abi Talib. And this is when the extremism started to begin. And to the point that some of them made Ali into a deity to be worshipped. And they worshipped him. Which led Ali ibn Abi Talib to actually burn them in the fire because of this deviation. Because of this shirk billah. So we know that this sect was started by a Jew who pretended to be a Muslim, who came into Islam, because the plots of the plotters, they could not destroy Islam from the outside, so they tried another strategy, which was try to destroy Islam from the inside. And in doing so, many of the people pretended to be Muslim. Many of the people pretended to be Muslim. And from those who entered into Islam, in order to deceive the Muslimin, in order to distort the religion, was this person by the name of Abdullah ibn Sabah, who was a Jew. He was a Jew, who was from Yemen. And he came into Islam, pretending to be a Muslim, and he started to have strange ideas about Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiallahu ta'ala And he started to spread these ideas amongst the Muslimin. And this Abdullah bin Sabah, he was, he was, uh, exiled from the Muslims. 
but he didn't stop with his fitting with that. He went into into Egypt, and he he was the cause of Uthman, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was the cause of Uthman to be assassinated. He was the cause of Uthman, the third Khalifa, to be assassinated. And he he uh, indoctrinated the Muslims with so many false ideology that it still affects the Muslim meaning today. It affects the Muslim meaning today. And more specifically, it affects <coughs> the group called Ashia. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Ashia. So, Sheikh Muhammad Ahmad al-Jami, <coughs> Rahimahullah, that great imam from Ethiopia, who had Tazkiyah from a Sheikh Ibn Baz, Rahimahullah, who taught in the Prophet's Masjid in Medina until he died. He was very strong in Aqidah. So he outlined the, the, the fallacy and the deviation of this Abdullah bin Sabah and his group known as the Shia. So their origin, their origin started with a Jew who pretended to be Muslim, who caused chaos and havoc in the Muslim Ummah. Once again, which caused uh, friction even amongst some of the companions because of the killing of Uthman. And that led uh, to a lot of discord. And in the time of Ali bin Abi Talib, by the time he became the Khalifa, there was so much fitna he had to deal with, trying to uh, avenge the killing of Uthman, in which some of the companions wanted Ali bin Abi Talib to do it much sooner. And it was, as I mentioned, it was the Sabah who aroused the people to rise up against Uthman with his false ideology. And uh, Sheikh Muhammad Aman al-Jami mentioned that he kindled the fire of fitna. He kindled the fire of fitna between the Muslimin. Between, between the Muslimin. <clears throat> and as he mentioned, he indoctrinated the Muslims with so many different deviant ideas, such as that Ali ibn Abi Talib, he did not die. And he does not, or he does not cease living, meaning he does, he, does, he has not died yet. Bel la yumkin and yumut. Rather, he, 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 he did not die. And that he has a part of divinity, uliniya. He is a part of divinity, which belongs only to Allah. He also believes that uh, Ali comes with the clouds. And the thunder is the voice of Ali, or is Ali. And other such khurafat, uh, superstitious beliefs that he indoctrinated in the aqidah of the Muslimin. So, and also they believe in the uh, rija, uh, the return. You know, mean of Ali ibn Abi Talib. So, as we mentioned, this is the belief of a Yahudi, Ibn Sabah, who, once again, who tried to deceive the Muslimin. He tried to deceive the Muslimin and tried to uh, destroy the religion from within. So, from that came different groups from the Shia. Different groups from the Shia. So we're going to break them down into three divisions, inshallah. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to mention each different group. But 
the three divisions have factions within them. So the first division of the Shia are those who have ghulu, extremism, extremism. The second faction is the ones who believe in the imamiyya, or the 12 imams, the 12 imams. And the third group, which is the Zaydiyya, the Zaydiyya. So once again, <coughs> excuse me, the Shia broken down to three divisions. The first division are those who have hulu, extremism, extremism. The second division are those who believe in the Imaniyya or the 12 Imams. And they believe that their 11th Imam is in the cave today. And he's been there in that cave for over 1,100 years. And he will return as the Mahdi. And they believe that he has the original Quran. The Quran that we have, they say, is not the original Quran. And they believe that the original Quran <clears throat> that he possesses has somewhere in the line of about 17,000 ayat. And he's going to come back as the Mahdi. That's the second group, or the second division. And then you have the Zaydiyya, which is the third division. You find them like the idea, excuse me, you find them like in Yemen, you find them in, <coughs> excuse me, some places like Somalia and places like this. So let's start with the first, the first division. Those who have Hulu, who have Hulu. <coughs> so they are the ones who, وهم الذين غلو في حق الإمامتهم حتى أخرجوهم من حدود ال so the, the these extreme uh, Shia, they are those who have extremism as it relates to their imams, as it relates to their imams, to the point wherein they take their imams out of being a part of creation and they give them the ruling of divinity. The ruling of divinity. Meaning having God-like qualities and attributes. And you'll find that this is their methodology of extremism. And they also they have, they imitate some of the, uh, Hululiya, like some of the extreme Sufis, they believe in Hulul. Hulul. Like you have Sufis who believe in different types of belief. Like Wahdatul Wajud. That the true existence in reality is only Allah. So every, everything else doesn't exist except reality Allah. So in reality everything is Allah. Uh, extreme Sufis who believe in uh, Allah fi kulli makan. He's in every place. And you have some extreme Sufis who believe in Hulu, incarnation. That Allah incarnate 
in specific individuals, such as their pious shuyukh, their pious mashayikh, their pious scholars. So the, this group of Shia, who are extreme, they have this also, this belief of hululiya, or the hululiya. This, they have this belief also. Also from that extreme group of the Shia, we're going to break down who they are, inshallah, in a second. Also from that extreme group of the Shia, they also have the, the, um, the belief of tanasikha, tanasikhiya, tanasikhiya. Meaning that, um, there, there's no end, they claim there's no end to, uh, like the celestial bodies, this kind of metaphysical type of stuff. And they believe that the, the web, the, the reward and the, the punishment is only in this dark that we live in, on this worldly life. They do not believe that the punishment is in the Akhir. They do not believe that the punishment is in the Akhir. It is only in this dunya. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it's only in this, in this dunya. So from the extreme Shia, because it's three divisions, once again. The first division are the extreme Shia. Second division are those who believe in Imamiyah and the twelve Imams. The third division are those who believe who are the Zadiyya. And each division has sex within them. So we cover in the first one, which are the first division of those who have that wulu, that extremism. So from them are a Sabiya, which are the ones who follow Abdullah ibn Sabah. So from the groups, the first of them, from those extreme Shia, are the As-Sabi'iyya. As-Sabi'iyya. That's the first group. And these are the ones who follow Abdullah ibn Sabah, the Jew, as we mentioned, from Yemen. The one who claimed, he claimed that, or they, as they claim, <coughs> Ali radiallahu anhu, excuse me, Ali radiallahu anhu, anhu kana nabiyyan, excuse me. They claimed that Ali ibn Abi Talib, that he was a prophet, that he was a prophet. And this is their, this is their belief. These particular Jews, I mean these particular Shia, that was started by Abdullah ibn Sabah. So the first division is the division, <coughs> excuse me, of extremism. The second division is the division of Imamiyah, the 12 Imams. The third division is the division of the Zaydiyah. And they have factions within them. So we're covering the first division right now. And that division now, we're talking about the factions. So the first division is the division of extremes, Shia. And from them, the first faction is a Sabi'iya, those who, who follow Abdullah bin Sabah, the Jew. They claim that Ali bin Abi Talib was a prophet. And this is how they, this is how the analogy goes, or this is how the story goes. Their narrative goes that Jibril, alayhi salam, 
was on his way to give revelation to Ali ibn Abi Talib. And because he bumped into the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or he did not find Ali ibn Abi Talib, therefore, Andrew Jibril said, oh well, I give it to him instead, when I would be left. So they believed that Ali ibn Abi Talib was a prophet. And they also went to the extremes of saying that he was a deity. And this is why he burnt them. And as he burnt them, they said, now that we know, we really know that you are Allah. Because only Allah burns with fire. Meaning in the Akhirah. Because the Sharia punishment is that the fire belongs only to Allah. Meaning that only Allah is supposed to burn with fire in the Jahannam. And Ali ibn Abi Talib burned them because of their extreme uh, uh, disbelief. So as he burned them, they, as they were burning, they said, we know that you're Allah now because you burned us with the fire. So they also believed that he was Allah or he shared in the divinity with Allah. And you'll find this from the people in Kufa, like Iraq, some of those areas. <clears throat> So because of it, Ali ibn Abi Talib, he burnt him in the fire because of his belief. And as I mentioned, they also believed that Ali ibn Abi Talib, or they believed that he, Ali yin hay lam yumut, that he is living and he does not die. He is living and he does not die. The only individual who is living who did not die as of yet, well, the, the, we'll put it this way, the living are in two categories. The first category is the ones who have died, but they yet they are living, like the prophets and messengers. As the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned in the narration when he's, when he's going on a, on, a, on, a, on a night ascension, and he and he met the prophets and messengers, better not be. So, and he said that he led them in prayer. So they died, but yet they are living. And that living is with Allah. And some of the Mashaykh say that it is that their souls were in the shapes of their bodies. And also, there's a narration of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he mentioned about Musa, alayhi uh, salam, making salah in his grave. Also, prophets and messengers making the salah in their graves. He said they are alive, praying in their graves. And that living is with Allah. Also the shuhada, the martyrs, they've died physically, but they are living with Allah in the belly of a green bird. So that's the first kind of category of the living. And the second category is the category of the one who has not died yet, but he's still living. That's Isa, alayhi salatu salam. Well, Allah said he raised him to himself. They crucified him not. It was mutashabiha. It was made to appear so. And Allah raised him to himself. So he was lifted to Allah while alive. And he will come back as a sign of Yom Qiyamah. Outside of that, there's no category of the one who is living. Ali ibn Abi Talib is not in either of those categories. But they say he is living and he does not die. <coughs> Excuse me, the second category from the extreme Shia, from the first division, 
الباطنية 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 These are the ones who believe in the hidden inner meanings of the Quran. This is why they call Ba'atoniya. Alif, Lam, Ba'ato, Noon, Ya, Ta, Marabuta. This is why they call Ba'atoniya. Because they believe in the hidden, the hidden meanings of the Quran. Right? And they also call Al-Qaramata. Al-Qaramata. They also call Alif, Lam, Qaf, Ra, Alif, Amin, Ta, Tamabuta. Also, Al-Ismailiyah. Al-Ismailiyah. And you find them like in Iraq and those present areas like that. As I mentioned, they believe in the hidden meanings of the Quran. So they, they, they interpret verses of the Quran in a way that is not traditionally done by Ahlul Sunnati wa Jama'ah. Because the way the Quran is explained is that the Quran and the Sunnah explains the Quran. Now, some usually hear that the Quran, then the Sunnah. And Allah Ta'ala A'lam, as some shaykh, mashaykh like Shaykh Saleh Fawzan and others say, you explain the Qur'an with the Qur'an, and then the Qur'an with the Sunnah, and then with, after that, then with the Sahaba, wakadarik. But Shaykh Al-Bani, Rahimahullah, he says that you don't distinguish between the Qur'an and the Sunnah, and that you, you, you explain the Qur'an is, with the Qur'an and Sunnah together, as one. But nonetheless, they don't explain the Qur'an in that fashion. They take the hidden, hidden meanings of the Qur'an. And they, they give it a meaning that is not suitable. Such as, for instance, where Allah mentions in the Qur'an, I believe in Surah Al-Ma'idah. When he talks about uh, hunting game, they take it to mean that for them to gather together, men and women to mix, ikhtilaq, to mix in the room. And while they're mixing in the room, to cut the lights off. And by the time the lights come back on, whoever you caught, that's your game. You can have relations with her. So they take the ayat of Allah, and they're given a hidden meaning. And they're given a meaning other than what it means. So when it talks about catching game, or hunting, in the Quran, they take it to mean that you can be in a room with the women mixed together, who are not your spouses, and you cut off the lights. And whenever those lights come back on, the one you caught, that's your game that you caught, and you're free to do what you want as you please to your game. So, as you can see, the extremism in these deviant groups, and it's important to know these groups. It's extremely important to know them.
So as we mentioned, they, they believe in a false interpretation of the Quran. False interpretation of the Quran. <coughs> also, they believe in the Imam being Ma'asum. And it belongs only to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Meaning, being infallible. Being infallible. <coughs> that they believe the Imam doesn't make any mistakes. <coughs> Another group from them, <coughs> excuse me, give me one second, I'm sorry. And it was started by Muhammad ibn Nasir al-Namiri. Muhammad ibn Nasir al-Namiri, <coughs> who lived in the third century. He died around, <coughs> excuse me, 270 after the Hijra. Around 270 after the Hijra. <coughs> And they believe uh, that the Jinnah and the Nar, the the Paradise and the Hellfire, are metaphorical for meaning just azab, punishment, just punishment. And they also they make permissible drinking khamr. They make permissible drinking khamr, drinking intoxicants. They make permissible to drink intoxicants. And this is similar as relates to believing that the Nar and the Jinnah are metaphorical terms. This is like Jehovah Witnesses. <coughs> they don't believe in the hellfire. They believe that all of the creation, after they die, they be, they be risen up again. And everyone will live on the planet Earth in harmony. The wild beast, all of mankind... Everything will be beautiful, peaceful, and harmony. And they believe that the hellfire is metaphorical for God's anger. And they believe that how can he be, how can he have a hellfire to punish people when he's a loving God? So they believe that the hellfire is metaphorical. So this, these Nasariya, they also, uh, have this metaphorical idea of the Jinnah and the Nah. And they believe that it means the punishment of Allah. And it's not a real uh, uh, paradise or real hellfire. <clears throat> and as I mentioned, it started with Muhammad ibn Nasir al-Namiri. Al-Namiri. And he died in 280 after the Hijra. 280 after the Hijra. And as I mentioned, they also make permissible drinking hummer. Drinking uh, intoxicants. <coughs> And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, 
in his Majmu'a Fatawa, he mentions about these uh, Nasariyah. And he said that, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Hawla'i Aqawm, Amazmuna, Yal Nasariyah, Hum, Wasaira, Asnaf, Akaramata, Al-Ba'tiniyah. He said that, <coughs> excuse me, all praises belong to Allah, the Lord of all that exist. These people who are named a Nasariya and the rest of the, the, the classification of Quramata and Al-Baqaniya, he said they are the worst, the most disbelieving Middle Yahud when Nasara. They are more disbelieving than the Jews and the Christians. He said, rather, Bel, he said, they are more disbelieving than Kadir, than the Mushrikeen. He said, <coughs> from most of the Mushrikeen, these Nasariya, they are more disbelieving than the Christians, the Jews, and the Mushrikeen pagans. And he said, and their harm upon the Umm of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Adama, Min Dorara al Kufar Muharadin. He said, and their their harm is much greater. It is much greater than the harm of the 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 Kufar who are at war with the Muslims. Their harm is much greater than that. Extreme group 
are the Druze. The Druze. The Druze. And they were, they were founded by Muhammad ibn Ismail, Nashtakan, Nashtakin, I'm sorry, Ad-Darazi. Ad-Darazi. And he died in, uh, 1018 after the Hijra. 1018 after the Hijra. I'm sorry, 1018, uh, nah, you know, the Gregorian calendar, but it was after the Hijra time. He died in 1018. So his name is Muhammad ibn Ismail Nashtakin Adarazi. And he was executed by the Fatimid Khalifa in 1018. In fact, the Druze community excommunicated him, exiled him. And he was executed by the, the Fatimid Khalifa. This Muhammad Adrazi or the Druze belief, they believe similar to the Hindus and the Greeks because in reality, they're not Muslims. They're not Muslims. They mix Hinduism, Greek mythology, and whatever else they want into their, into their religion. And primarily, they, they side, uh, you know, with the Shia. And primarily, they support Assad. <laughs> Excuse me. Venezuela, 
his um, his father was is Jews. His father is, is is Jews, but his mother wasn't. So that's a proof there that uh, in some cases both parents are not that. But I met a white American many years ago, who in my discussion about Islam with them, they mentioned them following the Jews' belief, and Allah Taala alam. I mean, they had some knowledge of it. They had some knowledge of it, but for them to actually be a part of it, because I don't know of any here in America, I don't know of any um, any establishment that they have. Although they, they were like in South America, you found them in Brazil and places like this amongst some of the Latin Americans, but I don't know of anything in North America of their establishment. Allah Ta'ala A'lam. But next week we continue with the Druid, <coughs> inshallah, and then we'll go into uh, the second division, which is the Imamiyya or the Rafidah. Inshallah. So with that we say, Subhanakallah, we dig. أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وتوليك أقول قولي هذا أستغفر الله ولكم ونصر نصر الله توفيق وتبات إني أسأل كرّكس من الله من الله من الله إني أسأل في مستقبل ما سوف يشيطان once again I do apologize for any disturbance anything that was not clear any um slip of the tongue so with that السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته